Welcome back to The Red Carpet, the podcast where we look at how well or how terribly our favorite books have been adapted to the big screen. I'm Mad. And I'm Cass. And we're so excited you've tuned in. Hi, Cass. How are you? Hello. Hello. I feel like I haven't seen your face uh, in so long. My little face uh. has been buried in books and <laughs> other places. I know. We haven't recorded yeah. in a long time. So yeah, because we've recorded it's so wild. far in advance, we've really given ourselves lots of cushions for mm-hmm busy seasons of life so we're our, pull- our cushion has caught up to our us. our cushion has caught up <laughs> we're pulling the checked out and overdue and recording the day yes. before <laughs> yes you know no shame in that game you know but. every everybody everybody does it yeah. everybody does it so i know it's so good to be back what have you been up i to? know um i've been just like busy work is like fully in swing now i'm getting more families assigned to me so it's like actually a full workload now which is nice and things are busy i've just been reading a lot too playing my switch a lot we love that yeah you know all the stardew valley all the time that's that's all i want to (laughs) do i brought it i brought it home with me for christmas because i'm like it's time to jump back in yeah so i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that my so i got a i had a switch light during covid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then last year for christmas i got the big big switch which you just yep. upgraded so it's amazing i did just i got the, the and you got the OLED nice one, one. it's yeah. like the screen is so big the and screen's it shows huge. up so nicely i haven't put it on the tv yet because i I'm like, I don't need it on the TV to play my one game. <laughs> right. My but game. I, but I think I'm going to re replay Breath of the Wild. Oh, I think, 100%. I, I think that's like up on my to-do list because I loved it so much. The first time I played it was before I had a Switch. So I borrowed Tim's Switch, um... took it home with me and played it in this craze. I was like, I need to play this game. It's so good. <laughs> I have 36 hours. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and but. that one is just such a beautiful game. Absolutely. And I'm um, like, I want to see it on the OLED screen, even yeah. though I could put it on the TV, but I'm like, this screen is so nice. I just right. want to see everything yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you can see it as like preparation for the new one coming out. So yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the new Harry Potter game will come out, and then you can play it on oh there. Gosh. And I'm just so freaking excited! Wild. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So I have I have both of them because I was like, I'm gonna hold on to this light. I'll probably sell it eventually. And then I didn't realize my brother he asked for a Nintendo Switch and Animal Crossing for Christmas. And when I first saw it, I didn't even think about it. I was like, good luck with that. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm not getting because he didn't say light. He just said Switch. So I right, was like. Yeah. I'm not gonna eat that. Like, I'll buy you Animal Crossing if yeah someone gets someone you else gave you a switch. And then I was telling him, I was like, "Listen, I didn't buy you a switch, but I brought mine. So, like, you can make a profile and play if you want." And then he said something about the light, and I was like, "Oh, I have that." Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Reese, who's not listening to this, but um, whoops, oops. But yeah, so I brought mine back, and I can't wait to play. But um, I haven't been doing anything fun because I've been working on my dissertation proposal one step closer to that one doctor closer i am now (laughs) abd which really means nothing but it is exciting i am one step closer so basically it was like two weeks before thanksgiving up until last thursday that i was just yeah in a hole Mm -hmm. so it's the the sun is shining the air is clean (laughs) (laughs) 
it's nice to be back. But um, we're yeah. recording this December 20th. This will come out the 21st. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Merry Christmas. Merry Happy holidays. Christmas. Merry Krimbus. Merry Krimbus. Merry Krimbus. <laughs> Mer Chrysler. But, um, happy Honda days. <laughs> oh, but but truly happy whatever everyone celebrates. Happy yes. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, all of mm-hmm. them. I'm not reading anything right now because she's been working. She's been traveling. She's finally mm-hmm. finally somewhere for a little bit. But I really want to read Love Light Farms by B.K. Borison. Is that who wrote that? Yeah, I think so. She's like popping off on Instagram right now. Everyone. Everyone. I'm like, everyone. Okay. And it's not even a new book. I think this one came out no. last year. Like it's been out for a yeah. little bit. Major, major glow up moment for her. So I really want to read her. But yeah, I'm not I'm not reading anything right now. What about you? I am currently reading The Atlas Six, finally. Mm-hmm. I've had it again, I like know. literally since the day it came out. I've Ugh. had this book. Yeah. Now, that's my toxic trait is buying books the day they come out and then not reading them for no, months It's not months even buying them the day they come out. It's pre-ordering them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and this one is even worse because it was, this is the like traditionally published one. It was released oh, independently yeah, yeah, before yeah. The, so i have no excuse to have not read this book but here we are but i'm reading that i'm around hey, halfway I better think. late than never true i'm around halfway and it's really good the writing is really stunning <gasps> is but... this the first one you read by her yes okay yeah. okay you must read well all. i've read some of her fan fiction <laughs> oh okay oh i love that no but, you must read alone with you in the ether yes i want to reread that but i want to find the original like the <sighs> independently published one because the traditional cover is it's just not ugly. good it's the first so one is ugly. so classic and beautiful <laughs> and like timeless yeah. i got so lucky because first i ordered one off amazon and it never arrived so i was like cool awesome rude because it was like an independent seller thing yeah and then one day i was just searching on a books and Mm -hmm. i found a copy at it was at like a half price books and it was like seven dollars it was perfect condition it was incredible so i was like nice it was also hilarious because it was from the half price books in indianapolis so it was really like 45 minutes away from me oh my gosh (laughs) so i literally had this internal debate i was like do i leave right now Mm. get there yeah. or do I order it online and I waited to right. about it that I was like if I leave now it'll be closed so I ordered it online but I was nice. I like yeah. I almost texted Carson at Wanda Reads because mm. she's in that area and I was almost like please go get this for me yeah <laughs> right and she would because she also is I know, a big Olivia Blake fan yeah, yeah she's the one that got me or mm-hmm. like you know influenced me to read it so yeah. But yeah, Definitely. I know. But yeah, yeah. her her writing, like, all that to her, say her writing oh, is incredible. So it's, it's so good. It's phenomenal. Yeah. But it's also weird because the the hardcover that I have, there's so much text on the page. It feels like there's more text on the page than is normal. Hmm. The sizing of it. I yeah. don't know. So I feel like I'll read for like 40 minutes and only have read 40 <laughs> pages. And I'm like, what is happening? Like I'm spending so long reading yeah. this. You're just absorbing but On like a fast paced book, I can do 100 pages in an hour. Oh yeah, totally. No joke. Like I can just cruise through. But this one, every page 
page is just so beautiful that I'm like, I just want to soak it in. I just want to soak it in. And then I'm also currently listening to Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell. And (laughs) this is going to be my next Notorious Sorcerer because (gasps) I'm freaking obsessed. Is this an arc as well? No, this one, it came out last year, December last year. And there's, there's a second one out. I don't know if it's a trilogy. I don't know if it's like a more extended series. I don't know if it's just a duology, but I am not even halfway into this audiobook. I want everyone to read it so I can talk about it. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> uh, I'll have to look that up. I know. No. And this was one that I saw from uh, Hillary, who's at mm-hmm. a bookish marriage on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she truly, everybody, if you have Instagram, go follow her because she gives truly the best recommendations of anyone on Instagram. Like she's just so good and she has such a great taste and everything that I've read that has I've been influenced to read because of Hillary. I'm like, this is amazing. And this is one of those. So I <laughs> yeah. just, I love it already. And I can't wait to finish it and then read the second one already. And I, I start playing it and I don't want to stop. I'm like, I don't want to do other things. I just want to sit I here and listen read. to this book. <laughs> yes. Ooh, the cover is so super good, so. cool. Yeah, isn't it? It's so interesting. One match it's like a light up an empire. Yeah, it's like an arranged political meets red, white, and royal blue. Yes, it's it's queer. There's lots of non-binary characters also, which is really cool, which I always love to see. So it's like sci-fi, but not in like an overbearing sci-fi way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fun and interesting and the characters are super compelling and I'm just I I'm truly <gasps> loving it this it's sounds so amazing. good it's so good and the characters are just I love them so much and they keep totally missing each other and I'm like my dudes can you just sit and have one conversation you sweet baby angels <laughs> all while dealing with their growing feelings for each other Ooh. There's been some like hand touches and I'm like, oh my God, I need more. I need more. It's so good. I love it already. I am 39% of the way in. I This is just under six hours of listening and I'm this obsessed. And it's wow. like an 18 hour audiobook. So Oof, that's just so long. Ocean's Echo is the second one. Cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it on up. Libby. Yeah, I'm probably going to go get physical copies at some point because i'm like i need to own this and reread it already i'm totally i love that it's so fun Mm -hmm. it's just so fun to find books like that yes that you love that you love them notorious there she is i that is on my like so uh my friend grace bird by bookish bird made she's got a youtube channel and she made like a 23 books she wants to read in 23 nice and that made me think about yeah what are the books that like yeah i really want to you know prioritize in 2023 and Mm -hmm. notorious Mm -hmm. sorcerer is like uh, my first one is going to be Babel, and then it's yes I like with everything surrounding it I'm like gosh I really want to read it but it's just not the vibe right now yeah it's very I'm like I need I need very intense I need marshmallow fluff right now yeah 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 yeah. so yeah you gotta be in the right mindset to go into Babel I feel like yeah so that'll be 2023 yes but I do I like I really want to read it so bad I just know I'm not ready well, you yeah. know, speaking of holiday marshmallow fluff, yeah. good, good vibes and feelings, what are we reviewing today? 
Today we are reviewing A Christmas Carol and the adaptation that we watched, of course, obviously, is A Muppet Christmas Carol. (laughs) The only acceptable version of this. Honestly, the only one that exists. There are no others. It's so good. It's it's so so good. good. (laughs) So good. I don't think, do we need to do a plot synopsis for A Christmas Carol? Everybody knows the story. Grumpy, grumpy man, three ghosts. Merry Christmas. Past, present, future. Show him what it's what the, had been. It's the humbug to holly jolly yeah. pipeline. Yes. <laughs> humbug <laughs> to holly jolly pipeline. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, he's visited mm-hmm. by three ghosts. They show him basically all the wrongs in his life. Mm-hmm. Some of them his own fault. Some of them yep. not. Yep. And he grows from that and learns yeah. how to be a better person. How to how to so. have Christmas spirit and yeah. care for care for humankind. Correct. His fellow yes. man. That's the word I'm looking for. His yes, fellow man. Fellow man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the. You don't need to read it. You yeah. you've heard it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. Okay. Well, what was your like reading viewing experience? This is one that I'm not sure and i feel like the yeah. first time i was exposed to this story was through a muppet christmas carol i love that so because it was already out like it's been out the entirety of my life that movie yep. has existed before the i was yeah. even a thought right exactly so i feel like that was my first exposure to the story i don't know the first time i actually read it um yeah i could not tell you i do know that i read like the script mm-hmm. um with my students at my first teaching job because every year we would take the seventh graders to go see like a yep. production of it yep. um in december like right before christmas vacation so i know that yep. i've read that one and i've seen the play a few times because mm-hmm. of that yeah so, yeah but. i definitely i mean we grew up watching this movie so this is a ray <laughs> holiday staple but then it's also the same like i think i think i read the book in middle school and mm-hmm. then it's the same thing like i definitely went and saw a play in like probably seven yeah right. but i know for sure that i read it because i just remember talking about the dead as a doornail and like that whole part like in school <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely watched it before I read it. And I mean, you know, there are Christmas movies that we've watched every year that now I'm like, I, I can't watch this movie again. I can't do it. <laughs> Elf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so great, but I need like a few years break in between viewings yeah. <laughs> to really enjoy. But mm-hmm. Muppets Christmas Carol, I can watch every year. I think mm-hmm. I could maybe, I don't know if I could watch it more than once a year. I mean, it never gets old. I love it every time. I laugh every time. I yes, I just I am so cozy. It is like truly a Christmas comfort movie, hundred percent. And that's what I I told you. I had I had like a rough day yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to watch my comfort movie. And it did. It made me feel so good. So, Uh. but yeah. So the book was first published in 1843, which is like yeah, so old. so long it's, it's almost 200 years yeah almost. so uh written yeah. by charles dickens i was doing some wikipedia reading nice. and so it was first published december 19th of 1843 mm-hmm. it was sold out by christmas eve that's so wild to me like Isn't that what crazy five days what crazy marketing plan did they have in place that that I was know. able to happen i know like 
that blows my mind. <laughs> and I mean, like, obviously, I'm sure, you know, the quantity of copies published. Right. But still, to sell out in yeah. five days, insane. So that was the first edition. By the end mm-hmm. of the next year, so, like, it had been published for a year. By the end of 1844, there had been 13 editions of A Christmas Carol released. Like, reprintings of it? Yes. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Isn't that crazy? Huh. So she's popular. Yeah. She's very popular. She has a 4.07 on Goodreads, yep, which yep. Is, is good. It's good. A respectable. Rating. Respectable. Respectable. I personally gave it a three out of five. Uh, it was too. <laughs> listen, I don't know. It was too long. I think I'm just so used to the too movie. <laughs> it's okay. I know. It's like yeah. a three. It's a three hour audiobook. And I was like, this is an hour and a half too long. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I know what the point of the story is. And I just felt like there's so much stuff that I was like, okay, Charles, let's move it along. Yeah. But it is read by Jim Dale, and Ugh. God bless everyone, but especially Jim Dale. Absolutely. My word. <laughs> He's so yeah. good. So, I mean, it was good. I didn't dislike it. I was just, and I think it could also be a product of, like, where I was at, like, mentally, that I was just yeah. like, come on, let's move it along. But it's a great story, so. I gave it a four out of five stars. Mm-hmm. I... More for the descriptive writing than the characters or anything. Yeah. For me, it was just like the richness of the descriptions and the way that anytime he was describing a food or a smell or a room, it was like I could clearly visualize what everything looked like in my mind. And I was like, man, Mm -hmm. this is good. But then like the characters, other than Scrooge, I feel I was like, I don't really care about any of them. Yeah, no, I agree. So not a five, but just for that richness of the detail, I was like, see, that's so so funny because that's what I was like, okay, I get it. Like, let's go. (laughs) Like, I don't need it. And I and I do think part of that is because of the movie. I'm like, I know what everything looks like. Like, it's in my head. I don't need you to tell me. I think that's probably why. But I just think that's hilarious. This is like our first differing opinion. I just have to say. Yeah, like, I feel like this one going through and putting our notes in i was like yeah we have some pretty distinct differences on this one (laughs) however one opinion that we both share yes is our (laughs) rating of this movie (laughs) of the movie (laughs) rotten tomatoes this is uh some questionable i was upset until i saw the audience score which i'm still a little upset about but yeah the tomato meter which is only coming from 56 reviews is 77 percent and I'm it's like, coming from 56 scrooges is who it's coming from yeah exactly <laughs> so that that was honestly surprising to me i was like how do people not love everything about this i know movie? where's where's your childlike sense of wonder yes exactly and then the audience score is 86 percent, which is much better it's much it better. should be a hundred percent but (laughs) honestly um imdb somehow gives it a 7.7 out of 10 they're wrong it's okay incorrect we can't all be right yeah they can't all be us because i give it a an infinity out of 10 (laughs) 
Yeah, I I loved your little symbol. I didn't know he could do that symbol. Instead, I just wrote a bunch of zeros, and I think I wrote yeah. what did I say? A hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it a million though. Let's let's add some. I had to I had to Google uh, infinity symbol on Mac. I was like, what's my keyboard command for this? It is yeah. option five. In case anyone was wondering, a million eternities. That's my rating. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Oh, I love, I love this movie. Yeah. And this <laughs> is released so in good. uh this was released in 1992. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Before either of us was born. So Before. this is truly a classic. It really a is. Classic. It's such a classic. <laughs> Wait, so it turned 30 this year. That's true. It did. 30th, yeah. 30th anniversary. So what a time to review it. I mean, absolutely. We are spot on. This is the Muppets Christmas Carol 30th anniversary edition special feature. <laughs> Included on your purchase of the DVD, which no longer exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. So let's get into it. So once again, as a brief reminder, we'll talk about the casting and acting, how similar the movie is to the book, the setting, the soundtrack, style and vibes, and then quotes. Oh, I can quote this movie till I die. <laughs> and then our recommendations for what to do afterwards. Let's start with the casting and acting. First up, we have... <laughs> Playing Ebenezer Scrooge himself, the incomparable. Incomparable. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And I didn't notice it until today watching it, how they wait so long to show you his face. And I was like, yes, drag it I out. Know. It it's so, so good. good. Uh, and- he's perfect. And I think what makes him perfect in this role is that he, you can tell he took this absolutely 1000% seriously. It's like, oh, he's yeah. like, oh, I'm not in a production with Muppets. This is high British is stage. Oscar like that's worthy. the vibe of his yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was yes. so funny because at the end when he sings, my mom was like, do you think he had fun doing this? And I, I don't think like, he has fun. You don't think he had fun doing a Muppets well, yeah, movie? Yes, I do. But I mean, he just always seems so serious. Yeah, he, he does have it fun. very seriously. <laughs> But I know yeah. just the idea of like I'm singing a song with the Muppets because that's the thing like right. you don't you don't take this role in this movie to win an Oscar correct you know <laughs> you take this role in this movie because it's like it is fun and it's for kids and uh so yeah yeah but and I think absolutely this- perfect. Yeah, I think this was actually right after or right around the time that he actually did win an Oscar for acting. So then he's in the Muppet movie and it's just hilarious to me. Oscar winner. <laughs> hilarious. Yes. He's like, yeah, I've done it all. What's what, right? Whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. And then the next that we have is, so slightly different from the book Mm -hmm. um there's just jacob marley but in the movie of course because they need to find a role for these two iconic muppets they really is there are there are two marleys jacob and robert marley who are brothers Mm -hmm. and they're played by statler waldorf of course so good oh they're hilarious (laughs) the heckling is just i know oh it's, it's so, so good, good. So when good. when he was like you always made fun of me and they're like it's nice to be doing anything again Ugh. right <laughs> it's definitely it's so good or they are definitely even if it was just one of them it they're not as scary they're not as spooky as it was in the book it's not as honest yeah. <laughs> 
So that really sets the tone from the beginning of this is for, you know, that younger audience. Like, we're going to tell the story, but it's not going to scare you straight. It's just. Right. We're going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Yep. And then Bob Cratchit, of course, played by Kermit the Frog. Ugh, just an icon, a freaking icon. So good. It's so funny. I don't (laughs) know. I don't know what else to say. It's just like, yeah, he's amazing. (laughs) Yes. And then Mrs. Cratchit, played by Miss Piggy. And I just think it's so funny that the kids, the daughters, are also pig muppets. And the sons are also frog muppets. Belinda and Tina. It's so so and they're so much bigger than the frog siblings (laughs) it's just and they're so much bigger than kermit it's hilarious they like tackle him (laughs) i know but yeah miss piggy i mean doesn't get better (laughs) an icon an icon truly and then uh, my favorite Muppet plays oh, yeah. this next role. Charles Dickens is actually the narrator in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's played by Gonzo. The great Gonzo. The great Gonzo. I freaking love Gonzo. He's my favorite Muppet, hands down. I'm obsessed. I I love him so much. <laughs> I love that. He's definitely top tier. Top mm-hmm. tier Muppet. I think my favorite Muppet is Animal. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> just the, you know cha- what? <laughs> the chaotic energy is just so good tim told me the other day that if i was a muppet i would be animal <laughs> i was like i don't know if this is an insult or not you're like are you sure that's what you wanted to tell me in this moment like you you married me buddy so like what does that say about you <laughs> But then my my next favorite Muppet is also Charles Dickens' sidekick in the movie, which is just Rizzo the Rat play, Who plays playing himself. himself. I know this duo is just iconic, oh, so good. And at the beginning, when he's like, "You're not Charles Dickens," and he's like, "What are you talking about? Of course I am." Of course. <laughs> the first uh. note I wrote down when I was watching this was a Rizzo quote when mm-hmm. Charles Dickens was like. I'm here for the story. I don't even remember what he said. Because yeah. Rizzo goes, I'm here for the food. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am Rizzo. Rizzo is me. I yeah. am here for the Same. food. <laughs> Rizzo is just, he's the best. I don't know. He's so funny. He's just the one that's always getting like thrown across the room. Just absolutely uh, manhandled or yes, <laughs> gonzo handled. I don't know what the term is. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have playing Mr. Fozzywig instead mm-hmm. of Mr. Fezziwig mm-hmm. is Fozzie Bear, of course. It Which makes just sense. like, how did that work so perfectly? Right? It just, it it was fate. This was, was always fate. destined to be a Muppet. Charles Dickens wrote this and was like, one day there will be a large Someday. puppet that will play this role. It, it is oh, perfect. God. And then, of course, we also have some of our other favorite Muppets make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Beaker and Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, of course. Mm-hmm. They're there. Oh, the I, love <laughs> I love Beaker. I love Beaker. The yes. Swedish chef. They're just so good. I love them all so much. And then we have Ma Bear. And these are not technically Muppets, but they're just so 
stupid oh cute the tiny little mouses that live in the hole of the wall they're so yes. little oh. i love them i'll post a picture on the instagram because oh my gosh they're just so oh, cute and i just love when they're song they're like no cheeses for us mises <laughs> uh, and then when he gives them the cheese at the end oh it's just so cute yes. it's too good oh, they're so cute i it's love the too cute. <laughs> it absolutely is which, right. which that kind of goes nicely into our next part so our next part is percent similar to the book mm-hmm. i said 95 percent. there there are some changes there are some yeah. like clear identifiable changes but totally. what i really love about this adaptation is that it makes classic literature so much more accessible to younger audiences yes and I just, I wish we could have a Muppet adaptation of everything. Cause it, can you uh, imagine a Muppet's Pride and Prejudice? Yes, I can. <laughs> We're like, oh my gosh, Miss Piggy plays Mrs. Bennett. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, yeah. Anyways, yeah. sorry, I derailed that. Keep going. And then for the changes, we're not necessarily splitting it into negative and positive changes for this one. It's mostly just changes. Like they don't really, nothing of the overall story really gets changed in a way that impacts the enjoyment of it. The Muppet one is obviously a lot more fun. They took a lot of creative liberties. <laughs> which is fine but the big thing is the songs the songs are so much fun (laughs) i love the songs so much i love them so much and i they're not too long they're placed perfectly throughout Mm -hmm. and they're just so good yes they are so good (laughs) so good there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grimm. And it and it really helps too because in a lot of the songs, that's when Scrooge is seeing the humanity of all of these people. You right. know, so it's like mm-hmm. showing that through song, which is a really great tool. I mean, just like every episode we've done, right? There are going to be changes because you're condensing this work right. into mm-hmm. this limited time period that's also you know mediated by financial things and time to make it and you know whatever it is right i mean i do you know they can be just neutral they're just changes but again like for me it's just like kind of (laughs) long which is so stupid i can't believe i'm saying this but it did i i get it i get it (laughs) and it was just you get to the heart of it you see Scrooge seeing these people for like who they are and the joy they feel and mm-hmm. it was just hour and a half we love Christmas we love Scrooge yeah. but I yeah. do also I do also see where there's some things that we are missing things from the book I think it's interesting because the actual book is quite serious in tone yeah it is and the way that we all kind of collectively view a Christmas Carol is through the lens of adaptations that give it a lot more cheer in a way it's just interesting that so many modern adaptations have kind of come so far from what it was Mm -hmm. but like still it's still the same story but it's different i don't know i think in adaptations it loses a lot of the social commentary on the Mm. like income inequality i think is what it loses most because you don't go to the poor houses and a lot of them like there's not a big focus on that it's more on the cratchits and tiny tim exactly that comparison of scrooge and them so i definitely think that's one of the biggest things you lose in this which Mm -hmm. you know is still a big issue today so i you know it's 
definitely still relevant, but I think that definitely alleviates or, you know, makes it a little more cheery, not focusing on yeah. the, the disenfranchised and marginalized people's Right. So, yeah, because it's like the original work is really almost intended as a social commentary on mm-hmm. and how wealthier people should look within themselves. Yeah, totally. But the adaptations are like, no, he needs to find the joy of Christmas, which right. is like, it's so interesting how that which changes. does translate to him, mm-hmm. you know, doing right. things for people. Yeah. But it it is more about, you know, like you said, the joy of Christmas right. and not the, yeah. oh, I need to look out for, you know those around me so yeah it's which from a like commercialism side of things i understand mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to sell the work but it is capitalist side no, i'm just kidding yeah right <laughs> some of the changes though that are clear marked changes is that in the book there's only one marley mm-hmm. in the movie the muppet movie there's two marleys which mm-hmm. again you need Statler and Waldorf. You need them. There. You need them. <laughs> yeah. One of the the bigger changes that's like a little more consequential to storyline, I guess, even though it's st- it didn't necessarily change it a ton, but in the movie adaptation, Scrooge's sister does not come to see him in the past Christmas ghost viewing. In the book, his sister comes to visit him and is like, okay, we're going to go home. And he's like, why? And it kind of gives you some insight into his backstory and what his relationship with his family was, which yeah. is like kind of complicated. Whereas mm-hmm. in the in the movie, she just doesn't exist. But And yeah. it kind of changes his view on his relationship and how we view it with Fred, right. his nephew. Yeah, because in the book, she's just this like hopeful, positive person that really affects mm-hmm. him in that way. And then we find out she dies very young and leaves Fred, who has that similar, you know, yeah. attitude and personality to her. And so we really miss that like him forging that relationship with Fred is a way of maintaining that like connection and relationship with his sister, who really did mean a lot to him. So. Right, which then going to the next change, it ties in there too, because in the book, Fred is a lot more of a significant character. So on Christmas Mm -hmm. Day, Scrooge goes to Fred's house and kind of makes amends in his relationship with his nephew and his nephew's wife. Whereas in the Muppet movie, he goes to see the Cratchits. And that's where he has the big like, oh, you're getting a raise instead of at work Mm -hmm. the next day, Mm -hmm. which like I get it. It makes sense in the way that the movie unfolds that those yeah. changes happen but yeah. it is it's kind of yeah. a big, bigger part of scrooge's character that gets yeah. well and you know out. it's because like you know tiny tim is the cute little muppet mm-hmm. and the kids right. love muppets and it's like oh he's gonna save this like kid's life which like he does in the book but in the book yeah. he really is his employer there's really i feel yeah. like more of a a boundary there rather than the friend mm-hmm. and the second father type whereas like right no, he has a real living family member that he like wants to preserve that relationship more so yeah yeah it's just a different focus um Mm -hmm, i will say fred and clara looked very similar to each other i thought (laughs) i was like you guys should are you allowed to be married i don't know yeah (laughs) that's funny i didn't really notice that i did when they were playing the the guessing game i was like huh and then another Another character that we see kind of less is Belle, the girl that yes. he was, mm-hmm. I guess, dating, courting. And I think they he, were engaged. 
Yeah, they did end up getting engaged. In the book, it's a lot more like drawn out their mm-hmm. disagreements and kind of the fallout of their relationship. Whereas in the movie, it's a little quicker paced, like yeah, more glossed over. Because yeah. again, the the people aren't the focus of the story. The Muppets are the focus, right? The As they should be. Yes, of course, <laughs> and and it's fine because I still love the movie. I know, I know. Obviously, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then in the book, you see Belle. Yeah. With her now her. family and daughter mm-hmm. and husband. And so it's this of like, you know, what really could your future have looked like if you had right. done something exactly. different? But yeah, so it's good. Again, it's just, you know, how do you make it more accessible for kids? What's the storyline yeah. they will connect to more? Because they're not going to connect to, you know, exactly the nephew. They're going to connect to the little kid that's like them that, yeah. you know, that he can save. So it's really wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you have an excellent question. I do have a question. <laughs> so in our question segment, usually it's like random questions about plot holes and stuff. This mm-hmm. one, however, is this a one very is flawless question. and there are no plot holes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you could cast a Muppet adaptation with just one person or maybe two people okay. um, and the rest of the cast is just Muppets, what's the adaptation? Who are the people? How do they fall into it? <laughs> oh, man. So are we talking classic or just like any book? Any book. What would your like dream Muppet adaptation be? And who's the person? What role are they playing? And then where do the Muppets fall in? Oh, man. Okay. What if it was Harry Potter with uh, with Dan, Rupert, and Emma, but everyone else is a Muppet? What if, oh, like, my gosh. What if Lord Voldemort is like Beaker or something? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can totally see the ghost of Christmas present oh being gosh. Hagrid. Oh, yeah, that's what true. That Muppet's yeah. name is. No, that's not a good answer. Yeah. But that was, the first, <laughs> I was like, that would be hilarious if everyone else is just a Muppet. Mm-hmm. The I one like, that I always think of is Pride and Prejudice. It, it would be so it good. It would be so funny because Mr. Darcy would be a human, obviously. Oh, played yeah. Played by, like, it could be literally anyone. I, it doesn't matter who he is, but the as idea as of Mr. Dark, tall, Darcy handsome. as a human having to interact with Muppets is so <laughs> funny to me. And just like, again, yeah, Miss Piggy as Mrs. Bennett. Lizzie can be a person too, but I just, it would be so funny just to keep oh, Darcy interacting amazing. with Muppets. It'd be amazing. <laughs> that, that would mean Mr. Kermit or Mr. Kermit. That would mean Kermit. <laughs> This is Mr. Bennett. Mr. Clements, my father. Yeah, he would be Mr. Bennett. <laughs> would be so. I mean, that would also be perfect too. This just like It'd go with funny. the flow. Yeah. Like, don't want to make any waves. From this day forward, you're either talking to me or your mother. <laughs> you're losing one of your parents. <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah, that would be a really good one. I'm trying to think of like a romance novel. What would be a fun right? romance <laughs> novel to do? So listeners, your homework is yes, to, please. when you listen to this, please tell us on Instagram, wherever, tell us what your Muppet adaptation would be. <laughs> Holy, I am dying. I, feel I like love it's thinking like, about this. <laughs> well, because and it can't be something that's too, like, action heavy, I feel like, because you mm. have to think about the logistics mm. of yeah. you know, making the Muppets do those things. Yeah, right. So, like, Pride and Prejudice is good. I feel mm-hmm. like if Anna Green Gables would be good. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, if you then go the horror route, if you have a Frankenstein. <laughs> Ooh. 
adaptation. Frankenstein would be so good. It could be like young Frankenstein, just like a fun, weird version of Frankenstein. That would be so good. I I want Muppet oh my adaptations. Gosh. What of about everything? A, what about an Agatha Christie Poirot? Or and then it could be Daniel Craig because we know he can be like kind of silly, like in the <gasps> Knives Out. Movie. Oh my gosh! Someone, it's just him please, with a bunch of Muppets. Please make this. Um, that would be amazing. Knives Out, it. a Muppets mystery. Stuffing yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, what about the setting? How we pictured and versus how it was on screen. <laughs> this is hard because I just picture the Muppets. I know. I've watched this movie so many times. That's just what I picture now. I know. The the narrow, grimy streets. They which do, is do like, a... that's what it that's yeah. what it looks like. So. Yeah. Like you like mm-hmm. you said in their notes, it's bleak old London. And I mean they, yeah. they even have a quote about like how dirty the city is. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think the, like, proportions of things are pretty funny, thinking about, like, <laughs> the Muppets and humans and, like, buildings yeah. and all of that. But, yeah, it does. It looks like I would imagine, mostly because I imagine mm-hmm. the movie. Right. Yeah, same. What about soundtrack style vibes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's I just... kept that from our Ella Enchanted. <laughs> I was like, it still applies. Yes. It does. It definitely applies. Uh, the... So the one that I really want to talk about is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Mm-hmm. Because in every version of A Christmas Carol, this ghost is absolutely horrifying. The stage production that I've seen, it was like creepy four-legged stilt monster thing. And it had antlers and like these raggedy Whoa. rags. And it's so creepy. That's it is super so creepy. creepy. And the, the kids, they were seventh graders. So they would always look at me and be like, Spencer, what is this? What's happening? What are you making us watch? I know. And I'm like, that is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. So be nice to people or, or that or else is going to come tell you how to be a better person. I so. will say, I also thought Christmas past, ghost of Christmas past, was a kind of a creepy little girl. Yeah. A creepy child. She I was a creepy child. Some sort of weird metaphor, but it just always looks so creepy. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's interesting because in the book, they don't like there's no really gender given. It's just this kind of amorphous yeah. spirit. Yeah. But, yeah. One thing I, I mean, we've already mentioned it. I love the music. I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, and I think it's just because I've gotten more into, you know, the book world and the fancy editions and all of yeah. that stuff all of the payroll books that all the bookkeepers use they have these like gorgeous sprayed edges <laughs> and i was like well, hold on a second why can't my checkbooks look like this right i <laughs> totally i would totally balance my checkbook if it had sprayed edges <laughs> so yes. i just thought that was like a fun little i was like ooh, stylish i like that yeah i also love just like the effects clearly it's 1992 so there's one part i don't remember which ghost it is i think it's christmas yet to come or he gets sucked into this weird like vortex yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it is. looks so bad but it's and the so flying funny. oh the yes. flying oh it looks so bad but it's so funny and i just i still love it so much i know they just they were working well, with what they had and i don't you know yeah, <laughs> yep it was the 90s it was the 90s oh man now there are some 
I would say iconic quotes from this movie. There's some iconic ones. There's some funny ones. And that's the other thing I love about this is that we've already we've already said like it's not trying to be serious, and it's just so like smart and witty. And there's so many fun puns, Mm -hmm. and it just really makes it a wonderful experience. So. Yeah. We've kind of already said this, like, uh, Gonzo uses Rizzo to clean the window so they can see inside of uh, Scrooge's apartment. And he goes, boy, this is a really dirty city. And it's just, like, this fun yeah. callback to, like, yeah, London was dirty in the 1800s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Very authentic. This is one of my favorite moments when the bookkeepers are all cold because Scrooge won't give them coal. And they're, <laughs> they're asking for more, for more heat. And they say, I think they say, our pens have turned to inksicles. Yeah, our our assets are frozen. And then, (laughs) and then Scrooge is like, well, how would you feel to be unemployed? And they go, heat wave. And they've got Hawaiian (laughs) shirts on and they're like doing a little hula. Oh, it's just so good. I laugh every time. I laugh. Our assets are frozen. And I'm like, yeah, same. Mm -hmm. My assets are frozen. (laughs) But that's like, that's a thing. Kids aren't going to get, like, they're not going to catch on to that. That's, like, specifically for the adults, that one Mm -hmm. is. I personally love the, when they're lighting up the street lamps and (laughs) Gonzo lights Rizzo's tail on fire. He says, light the lamp, lamp, not not the rat. rat. Light the lamp, not the rat. Oh, I mean, it's it's the number one most quoted line, I think, in our Mm. house. Like, anytime (laughs) we're lighting anything, light the lamp, not the rat. When Scrooge is in, or he's, like, graduating from school and he's going to go into his apprenticeship and mm-hmm. oh i forget that muppet's name the blue one. Oh, the eagle right yeah the eagle that one is it sam i don't remember his name which would be hilarious an eagle <laughs> sam because he says to scrooge you will love business it is the american way and then gonzo whispers <laughs> in his ear and he and the eagle goes oh it is the british way <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's just so funny, especially if it's an, a Muppet that's an eagle named Sam. Sam Eagle, yeah. It is Sam yep. Eagle. That is just, yep. like, that is peak <laughs> comedy. That is peak comedy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uncle Sam the Eagle. Good. I love when the ghost of Christmas present is like, come in, man, and know me better. Have I already said that? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they do the whole song and dance. And Scrooge goes, you're a little absent-minded, aren't you, spirit? And the spirit goes, no, I'm a large (laughs) absent-minded spirit. (laughs) It's just so clever. And then I just, I mean, Gonzo and Rizzo's interactions are hilarious. The, I knew you weren't suited for literature. Every single thing. Or he's like, (laughs) I know this story like the back of my hand. And Rizzo's like, oh, yeah, tell me. And he's like, well, I have a mole on the other side of my left thumb. (laughs) (laughs) so stupid but it's so funny but i think the second most iconic line after light the lamp not the rat is at the end of the movie when we're finding out what happens after this huge change of heart and charles dickens says and tiny tim who did not die (laughs) oh that's also frequently quoted oft quoted online it's a good one it's a good one (laughs) so i think we have different recommendations based on our preferences of this work (laughs) of literature and film slightly (laughs) i would say if you're just gonna do one watch watch them up it's christmas carol is what i would Mm -hmm. say and if you feel like being (laughs) like yeah i read a christmas carol yeah read it 
But like, I also think if you've never read it before and you're curious to read it, definitely check it out. Like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it, not it is, the most thrilling work. No, but, but it, it is, is like I so thought it was short. Good. It's so short, <laughs> yeah. you guys. It's so it's a three hour audiobook. And if you're gonna listen and to the audiobook, it's narrated by Jim Dale, aka the king of audiobooks. He's done, he did Harry Potter, the American Harry Potter audiobooks. And he also did The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. So, like, Ugh. he's he's just the king of audiobooks. He's so he, good. He is. He's so yeah. good. So, yeah, definitely listen to that. Um, I did pick up a few copies from the library, like, to take fun pictures of. First of all, how fun is this cover? Oh, that's so cute. I know it's, like, showing backwards, but it's, like, this chalk design. It's got, like, the deckled edges. And, like, mm-hmm. all of them have illustrations. That's what's yeah. fun. Like, even the Wikipedia I was reading, it was, like, you know, it was written by Charles Dickens. But there's also, like, the original one had illustrations as well. So there are really fun illustrations. And I'm wondering if these are the original illustration i don't know i should look into that but um because it was originally illustrated there's also lots of really fun just like they're not i mean they're kind of picture books but just like more thoroughly illustrated i'm showing Cass all of these i'll post them on the instagram as well that looks awesome but it's like it's the full book it's not a picture Mm -hmm. book it's just a full-size book with that's so cool i love illustration so this is like a more i would say classic um classically illustrated and then we have this fun marley was dead there was no doubt whatever like it's just a little darker Whoa. i do love this line there was no doubt whatever that old marley was dead as a doornail this must be distinctly understood or nothing wonderful can come of the story of ebenezer scrooge yeah, so Marley had to die. He had to die. He he said. So I would say, you know, if you really want to read this, I highly recommend. Get, go to your mm-hmm. library. My yeah. library had so many illustrated versions. Like, mm-hmm. so many. So it's just really fun. So I would recommend doing that, you know. Yeah. You can look at some fun pictures. Do all that. Definitely. And, and it is short. I think the book itself is like 99 pages or something. Like, a just a cut and dry version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Let's- pretty short. This one is just over a hundred. Yeah, but again, it has all the illustrations. Yeah, one twenty-five. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then this one has like a profile on Charles Dickens at the end. Oh, oh my god! And a character list. That's hilarious. Oh. So next episode, we will be reviewing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and we are joined on that episode by Allison from <laughs> at the Bookish Farmer on Instagram. She's a delight. Oh she my gosh! So, fun. <laughs> so we've already recorded this one, and it was so fun. She's so great. It was a blast. We had the best time. <laughs> we really did. Which again, like people, we are doing this podcast so we can meet you. So yes, let us know what you yeah. want to talk about, and you are on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're on. You need no credentials to be here, except that you are nice to us. That's your only credential. Yes, that is true. Yeah. So whoever gave us the one star rating yeah. on Apple Podcast, bye. No, thank you. You are not <laughs> welcome. <laughs> but like, we're trying to get Brit reading books on here. We're trying to get Brit yes. on here. Like, it's happening. Brit, this is your shout out. It will happen. We've got to get Angie on here. I mean, I know so many, so many great people. So many. So, Uh, yes. So, look out for that episode. It's so fun. Yes. In the meantime, until that episode comes out, you can follow us on Instagram at the red carpet pod. 
And you can also, if you have any adaptations you want to hear us talk about, if there's any fan casts you want us to do, send mm-hmm. us a good old email at yep. the red carpet pod at gmail.com. You can follow us both individually on Instagram on our bookstas. I'm at fictional cast and Matt is at reading rainbow and that that's it. That's where to find us. Yeah, that's it. I I've been a little um, absent on that. Well, <laughs> both Instagrams, frankly, the podcast and the, my personal one, but now that semester's over, I'll be catching up on yeah. there. So I haven't mm-hmm. posted, but we've got an Ellen enchanted episode out and a fan cast out. So go listen to those episodes. Yeah. I'll be posting about those. So you can tell us what you think. But yeah, thanks for thanks for being here and and happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, happy holidays. And until next time, XOXO, Madden Cast. Bye.